Hi, I'm Amber Rose, and you're listening to The Confidence Column, a virtual advice column that answers all the burning questions you have about how to effectively communicate yourself, your needs, and your desires with more confidence. We'll talk about boosting self-esteem, living with authenticity, standing up for yourself, and even topics on your most feared confidence crushers, overcoming imposter syndrome, releasing perfectionism, stopping the comparison game, and establishing and upholding your boundaries. Do you have a question for me? Remember to send it my way. I'll be answering your questions on a fresh new episode every Wednesday. Keep listening for this week's advice, and thanks for tuning in to The Confidence Column. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Confidence Column. Today we are talking about communication, specifically tough conversations to have with your family members. This week's question is, how do I talk to my loved ones when they will not stop focusing on body size, weights, and diets? You know, a lot of this conversation is programmed, especially in women. We all got some kind of conditioning that was focused on how our bodies look. It was constantly drilled into us. Skinny is good and attractive and everything else is bad and something to be ashamed of. If you're anything other than skinny, then you should constantly be focused on getting your body back to being skinny, right? So when family members, especially older family members, make comments about our bodies, weights, and what we're eating... They think they're actually helping us get back to something good or attractive, almost like they're doing as a public service. When those types of comments are no longer serving you, it's time to really tell them that, express that. However, you have to understand that this has been a core focus for a lot of people, especially a lot of women, for much of their lives. So it may take some reprogramming for them to truly understand what you are telling them and what you are asking of them. These are the four main things that can help support you in communicating to your family your boundaries around conversations with weight, diets, and body image, body size, right? So the first step is to make your desire to not have these conversations focused around body weights and diets known. The more you express yourself from a heart space versus being in defense, the more people will be able to hear you. Maybe share with them a few reasons why you don't want to talk about these topics and ask if conversations can move on to something else. See, letting them know that you don't want to have these topics as focus of conversations and then asking for something else is creating a boundary. And sometimes people don't understand the seriousness until you spell it out for them. And to be completely honest with you, a lot of people need it completely spelled out. So rather than saying, I don't want to talk about this right now, explaining to them, that's not really a focus in my life, it's not a priority, and I have other things I want to talk about, can we talk about this instead, can really help them feel like you're not avoiding the topic of conversation, it's just not something that you want to focus on. Number two is to acknowledge why, I like to say like acknowledge, mix it up and move on. Okay. So acknowledge why you think they may enjoy talking about weights and and body and body image and diets, because let's be honest, people really get a kick out of it, right? So you want to acknowledge that they may be super keen on it and then say that you don't share the same passion. So can we mix up the conversation a little bit, share with them things that you enjoy talking about, maybe hiking, traveling, your dog, right? 
Sometimes it can also help to explain to them why you like talking about hiking and traveling and dogs versus body weights and diets to help them see it more clearly from your perspective. This can help alleviate the pushback of like, well, why don't you want to talk about those things? Or, oh, you probably don't want to talk about those things because you struggle with them, right? Like, Give them the reason why you want to talk about other things instead. It's a proactive measure that will help keep you in your power because you're expressing yourself, not defending yourself. The third one is excusing yourself from spaces where people are talking about body image, bodies, weights, and diets. It doesn't need to be a grandstand. You don't need to like leave the room huffing and puffing or anything. Um, Keep the attitude out of it, right? Just move to another space. If someone asks you why you keep leaving the room, just remind them. I don't enjoy conversations about body types and body image and weights and diets. I've expressed that to you, and I want to be in a space where that's not the main focus. The thing about leaving the space is is really you want to you well first of all, you're creating your own boundary, right? So you want to put yourself in a place that feels good. If you continue to sit in a room with people who are having conversations that you've already asked not to have, then you're basically like beating yourself up energetically, right? So give yourself that space, make that boundary. And then what ends up happening with people around you is that they understand that you really do not want to be in these types of spaces where these conversations are the focus. And then the fourth one is converting the conversation. Sometimes people can't help but talk about the shiny thing in front of them. So give them something different and shiny to talk about instead. In this case, I wouldn't recommend something in the same topic line like body positivities or recipes you enjoy. Legit talk about something else, something you care about and allow them to follow you. Some people are going to be stubborn and some people will will always be stuck on the thing that they want to talk about, which may be bodies and diets, right? At the end of the day, you get to choose how you want to engage these situations and establish your boundaries. And yes, you asking not to constantly talk about a topic, a particular topic, especially if it's triggering for you, is a boundary. Asking family to respect it is okay, even though we know we all have some of those family members who are like, fuck your boundaries. <laughs> like, we all have one of those in our families, right? But it's part of our job for our mental health and for our confidence to continue standing up for the boundaries that we have put in place, even around the families that like to poke our buttons. It definitely helps to be consistent in your responses. Don't, you know, like, don't say, I don't want to talk about this and then stay in the room and continue talking about it because then they feel like you are, I don't want to say lying, but they feel like you, you're you okay with it even though you've expressed that you're not, right? So, you know, being consistent in your responses, whether that's saying, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Can we talk about something else? Converting the conversation, leaving the room, get in that consistency. Your family will begin to follow you and they will begin to understand. That can take a bit of gumption on your part and it can be a lot of effort on your part depending on how stubborn your family is, but in the long run, it will work in your favor. You can always come back to this is not my jam. I don't want to talk about this. Can we please talk about something else? And consistency can be tiring, but hopefully your family will get the hint before too long and support you in your request to keep these conversations focused on other things. The biggest piece of advice that I can give here is remove emotion from your requests and responses as much as possible. Just kind of make them matter of fact. You don't need to accuse anyone of constantly bringing it up. You don't need to whine about how you're sick of it. Just get to the point. You don't 
feel the need or the passion to talk about these things and you want to talk about something else, period, right? The more you can take emotion out of it, the more other people can hear you. And the more you take emotion out of it, the more you can get consistent in it because it won't be a drag on your emotions. I wish you the best of luck with this one. And I would really like to hear how your family responds after you've tried these out. So feel free to send me a message back so I can hear how it all went. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Confidence Column. And I'll see you on the next episode.